what's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? I'm back with a bonus episode of the podcast. We're doing a little bit of a different episode today. I wanted to first let you know that I'll be recording with Nick again this weekend. We're going to talk about the Disney Channel, Tori slang, and teens nowadays, so you have something to look forward to this weekend. But this episode, I'm talking with Courtney, and it's been a long time in the making. Uh, This episode came about because Courtney was on in 2019 and we were talking about dieting and it was really gross. Um, It's not necessary, but you could go back and listen. It's episode 11. We've changed a lot since then and we don't diet now and we really didn't want anyone to ever like who's new to this podcast go back and listen and think that's what we still thought and like felt judged by us that is definitely not what this podcast is trying to do we really just wanted to reflect on how much we've grown and we really try to keep it light and funny but just to let you know we do talk about dieting food stuff body image things not to get all sad (laughs) but I remember many 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 times in my life laying in bed just before I'm falling asleep and thinking if I could have one wish it would be to be skinny and that's really sad for me (laughs) at my skinniest I was probably um, at my most unhealthy um, mentally and physically I was nowhere near happy I like was deprived of proper nutrition Um, I was constantly stressed really really hungry super boring it's all I could think about it was all I could talk about I was stressed and sad all of the time and it started with these out of control feelings around food and the cycle of going on a diet, getting off a diet, binging and restricting and just being sick and tired of controlling everything, monitoring every piece of food um, and really realizing that it was the only thing that I could talk about which made me so miserable because I love talking about a lot of different things obviously Um, And just really it came down to like just hating myself all of the time. And nowadays I am nowhere near perfect and this process will honestly likely take years. This anti-diet lifestyle, this process of intuitive eating and exercising. Um, But for me it is really, really worth it. I also want to acknowledge that the body positive movement that we're going to talk about is predominantly made up of white women also in straight sizes um, which means like people that shop in clothing stores not plus sizes and that's Courtney and I we know that this is one point of view of the situation um, and of this movement and we acknowledge that we don't face barriers that other marginalized people and bodies face like access to healthcare, to clothing, uh, workplace discrimination and bullying and a bunch of other things. Yeah, we just want to acknowledge that diet culture is a bitch and every day when you do something against it, these small acts of resistance, it truly gets easier. And if white old men who are making up this wellness industry are losing money I am all for it anyways if something in this podcast resonates with you or 
If this is something you want me to talk more about, let me know. We also suggest books and other resources at the end of the episode to learn more if you're interested in learning more. Or you may even just enjoy this episode because you may be able to relate to some people in your life a little bit better. As always, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to point you in the direction of some experts in the area because that is not me. And this episode is nowhere near perfect. Probably don't use the best language. It was really hard to record. It was hard to edit. But I'm really happy with the way that it turned out. Last thing I want to say before we get to the episode is the audio is shit. I apologize. I did something weird while recording and this is just the way it is. I am no fucking Joe Rogan over here. So... (laughs) Um, we're just doing the best we can. I think that's the moral of this episode's story. Okay, enjoy the conversation with me and Courtney, and I'll see you on the other side. I'm here with a very special guest, Courtney. Courtney, how are you? I'm doing good, ready to be petty. Good. It's been a long time. I think the last time you were on, we were talking about the release tapes of Taylor and Kanye. It's true. That feels like seven years ago, but really it was the beginning of this COVID colossal time. I was trying to think of another seat word and I don't have any more. <laughs> it was like seven years ago, but it was seven months ago. Yeah. Which is also a wild statement to me. Yeah, I know. It does feel like a lifetime ago, but this is a podcast we've been trying to record for many, many months. Um, Courtney and I are going to talk about quote-unquote healthy diets. Uh, Courtney's first episode on the podcast over a lot over a year ago, uh, we talked a lot about like trying to lose weight and get again quote-unquote healthy. It's been a, a journey since then uh, and we've got a journey. Yeah with a few (laughs) accent marks and we've done a lot of growing and yeah we just wanted to talk about a few things today Mm -hmm. we do um I want to put it on the record that the Courtney of 20 2019 (laughs) I'm doing really well over here everything's going going great um she's dead um (laughs) so Tori and I have been kind of like talking about recording this episode and then putting it off because like we're scared and we don't want to admit that like we were wrong and boring and petty for all of the wrong reasons um but just in case any of us want to run for public office or become famous we got to clear the air before we even have pr people to do that for us yeah so 2019 coco when she was recording that message and uh judging people for not doing things and holding eating carrots in a meeting like we thought that was funny (laughs) eating carrots in a meeting over people's heads like internally uh she did um and we're on a new journey of growth literally sometimes (laughs) we're being okay with that um and i am now wholeheartedly against diet culture in all of its forms yeah the old courtney can't come to the phone right now (laughs) no uh Yeah, it's been wild. So a few things have definitely happened before recording this podcast. I think actually one of the first times we 
tried to record was when the Adele picture came out and everyone was going nuts about her body transformation and all of these things that like we just really don't care about no and died down and then a few months later there was a picture of Aubrey O'Day like running errands that popped up that got a lot of buzz and I was like okay I really want to talk about this and then the moment kind of passed this week Billie Eilish running an errand taking out some trash in a tank top and everyone's going crazy yeah calling her brave for wearing the tank top I know for wearing a tank top and like sweatpants and like doing a task that everyone does every day it is so 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 wild so the topic kind of resurfaced and I was like I feel like it's finally time that we talk a little bit about the body positivity movement um, and kind of why we are saying no to diet culture in 2020. Yeah. I also just want to put on the record that um, putting on clothing and going outside to do a task um, isn't a brave feat. Um, she's just wearing clothing. She's an 18 year old girl. The only concerning thing I had in that photo was like, why isn't she wearing a mask? It's a pandemic, but then it withholding my judgment because she's in different places and and different rules and regulations and whatever but no for getting dressed and doing a task you are not brave you're just a human being I don't know the headlines that I saw for that picture were, were like out of control honestly taking out the trash that's a ta- I almost got attacked by a raccoon once <laughs> yeah that's the brave thing Right? I live in I live in bear country. I don't go out ever. I was confronted by now someone that I fondly call as Reggie the raccoon. Like <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Related to Chippy, your squirrel friend. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. snow white over here. Yeah, woodland creatures abound. So um as we mentioned at the top of the episode, our first episode that we recorded together was my most listened episode of the year and it was called petty about healthy diets and why why do you think that that was the most listened to episode of 2019 obviously it's because i am a famous social media influencer yeah it has nothing to do with diet culture self absolutely nothing to do with that no absolutely <laughs> not like i it's just so funny to me because i feel like that is something I would have sought out at that time too. Like that is some, and I probably knew that, like I probably knew putting this in the title, like people will want to commiserate with us. But Mm -hmm. basically if you haven't listened to the episode, if you're new around here, we were talking about bringing, (laughs) I'm actually like so embarrassed saying this. Yeah. She's she's doing some cringing. (laughs) Very embarrassing, but basically we were saying how we bring, like, carrot sticks to work meetings, and, like, it was a power move to, like, turn down a cupcake at a meeting and instead eat, like, fucking fruit or veggies. Yeah, and in actual fact, we were the ones losing out because we were eating fucking bananas that none of us even, we don't even like it. Um, and missing out on eating a delicious cupcake or just like 
paying attention to our work meeting instead of like focusing on what people are eating and you know and like trying to excel in our career as you know ladies in our <laughs> our force do we talk about ourselves how much personal information my address is <laughs> <laughs> I literally didn't even consider that aspect of the story you no know? Like I'm sitting there in a work meeting, like concerned about what people are eating, feeling a power trip over I'm choosing a quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, better choice, instead of like being concerned about the facts of my job and like fully participating in the meeting at hand. Well, that's the thing. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Ridiculous. And I think actually that's a really good segue to like, when did you notice dieting wasn't working for you or what's your relationship with dieting because I think that that is actually one of the things is like that entire meeting and every single meeting I brought fucking uh rice cakes to (laughs) side note I've been bamboozled rice cakes are fucking disgusting they're gross like they are disgusting um, if you like them, like, great. Awesome. But good for you. All the, You get to eat more of them now because we won't be purchasing them from the store. That, that's like a good point is like those meetings the entire time I would just be thinking about what I was eating, what I was going to eat after the meeting, when I got home from work, what other people were eating. And I was thinking about zero other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes up so much brain space. And my kind of like aha moment there was a bunch of like little small ones along the way but I just like wasn't ready to hear it and I want to say for the record like dieting in the fact of like making myself smaller was working um it was the rest of my life that was suffering for something that no one else gave a shit about other than myself but it was when I was at my like best friend's wedding um and I was standing in a corner because we didn't have my phone on me writing what I had eaten at the reception on like the back of my speech to make sure that I could track it later for my like WW app that was like the thing of the time and then I was just like the hell am I doing like I should be participating as a bridesmaid in my friend's wedding instead of like being worried that in this big like life celebration that I ate like three things of eggs benedict versus like two and like how many points or whatever the the word is like didn't matter like it didn't matter totally I had a very very similar one so it's kind of funny and it was actually at a party that you and I were both at we were at a friend's party we used to go to parties yeah what a thought (laughs) we were yeah at a party and at the table there was like chips and oreos and just like you know party food, um, things that you would eat at a party. And I was watching everybody else. I was just sitting there miserable and I was watching everybody else like eat food and it looked so easy. And Mm. I was just like having this conversation of like, like you can't eat more of this, but you want to eat more of this. But like, you just saw someone eat way more of that how lucky that they get to eat that and maybe look like that. Like just having this like really sad conversation in my head about like that looks really easy to eat and it's not easy for you to do something that you have to do every day. Yeah. Another moment too was like I used to 
like not get mad, but just like be upset, like sad upset with my partner when it's like, oh, we would talk like tomorrow, let's have like fajitas for dinner. Um, and it's like, he would be the first one home. So we'd start cooking. And then when he would get home, he's like, oh, I don't feel like fajitas. I'm going to make like some other food, but I would get home. And I was like, but I haven't, like, I don't have the space for that. in like my plan for the day, like you've now just like upset my whole like day and be like, oh, they're like, they're not supporting me. But it's like, no, no, that's, it's normal to be able to just make something you think is delicious for dinner. And it's, it's not a slight or, you know, like that's not something to get upset about or like need to have control like over, you know, fajitas over spaghetti. Like I shouldn't be crying about that. Like that's not a normal response. Totally. And like when you say things like fit into a day and stuff like that, like it's just so funny, the language and stuff that we've created about eating and and how quickly you can forget about those things if that's something that you're interested in doing which kind of brings me to my next question is like how has your life changed since the wedding since you've decided to condemn <laughs> denounce, <laughs> denounce I don't know uh dieting um for the most part I don't think about it obviously like it's always a work in progress. I'm like, we're not any sort of expert. Like, please don't like listen to us as like the capital letters be all and all of like what, like this is our own personal journey. Um, I have days where I wake up and I'm like, nope, we got a diet today. We got to track, we got to count. We got to like um, only eat fruits and vegetables for lunch because like we have a birthday cake coming up in the evening and, but it's now like noticing those thoughts and like sitting with it and being like, do I want to eat that? Because that's what feels good for me. Like, is that what I actually want to do? Or is that something like diet culture telling me that that's how I should respond? Um, but honestly, I have so much freaking free time now and brain space, you know, like I can sit and email Justin Trudeau about whatever flight is happening in the country right now for, an hour instead of helping my partner with renovations um instead of sitting there and tracking and thinking and worrying about food and like it just doesn't matter um and I also like to think I'm a less boring person because I'm talking about things other than like what I look like and what I am and am not eating I think one of the scariest things um stopping dieting for me is actually something between us like I felt like we really 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 became friends when we started Mm. having this mutual interest in losing weight yeah and I feel like that's a hidden thing with a lot of women like you don't have anything to talk about or whatever just talk about how you hate your body and Mm -hmm. join in let's meet up for an hour walk before work and just walk circles and talk about how we need to be doing better. And I think that this is mentioned in a book I read called The Mm Anti-Diet by Christy Harrison. But she talks about it too, about like how it consumes your entire relationship, your entire brain space. And sometimes that's what your relationships are built on is talking and doing the like engaging in these activities 
founding dieting that you're almost afraid to like give that piece up. Like, I don't want to say like, we're not talking about food anymore because I effing love food, but now it's like the things we're going to eat because it's like an exciting event versus like, this is something we're worried about. Like how many times did I, when we went out for brunch the other day, like how many times did I read aloud the menu to you in like a sultry voice, <laughs> you know? <laughs> totally, totally. You know? <laughs> totally. Like it's still something you can celebrate, but it doesn't have to, like, it's not your personality. Like have more going for you than like how much space you're taking up in the world. And like, I want to have more things for myself. I feel like I'm getting a little preachy on a soapbox. So <laughs> bringing it back to like my internal process of like, I want something more for myself than how much space I'm taking up in the world and like where I'm getting my fuel for my day from. I also read a quote, like something about like what you're eating and the size of your clothes being like the least interesting thing about you. And like, that is so mm-hmm. true. like, shout out to the Kardashians for coining that yeah of a quote you know it's the least interesting thing about you yes it used to seem like the most interesting thing about me but it is truly 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 the least interesting thing and I think my my life has changed a lot since we decided so it's been like a year and four months or something I just tucked my uh scale away I don't weigh myself anymore um Mm -hmm. I delete all my apps I will change the subject if a conversation kind of goes in a direction that isn't super helpful for me. And I've been kind of in a food exploration phase of find out what foods I actually like since I've been eating foods that I hate for years and just kind of rolling with it. And like you mentioned before, it changes day to day. Like we just passed summer summer is often really, really tough. Like I was in a bathing suit for a lot of it, like in shorts. And I've got like my like little chub rub, Mm -hmm. which I just bought like a frictionless deodorant thing. And and now that we're getting proper nutrition, that we're also just functioning better. Like our brain is also like just functioning at a better level. Tori and I are very much people like we take something and we like jump two feet in, we get obsessed, we know all of the things, we drive it forward and we were doing that with all of our disordered eating habits and we weren't always fun to be around. Like I reflect back and I'm like, should I, like, do I acknowledge it? Like I was boring. I was awful. Like, I don't know. Like what's, what's the etiquette or do we just like, move on forward and like let everyone else you know like I don't I truly don't know so like if you're listening to this sorry yeah sorry for second <laughs> we back baby like yeah let's go for brunch we're ready anytime <laughs> honestly but yeah I don't know and I think that that's something that I'm totally okay with acknowledging as well as like I don't know how this goes because I've been dieting since I was like I don't know, 13, like it's been 15 years. So I'm not sure what the etiquette is or the protocol or like if I said fucked up shit, like let's blame it on 
the patriarchy <laughs> diagram yeah. and that having a huge influence on everybody's lives. But yeah, I don't know what it is. And I think that I'm, I have learned that I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay not knowing where this next stage is, but just enjoying where I'm at with it right now. But yeah, it does mm-hmm. suck when you feel like you've also affected the people around you. Yeah. And like, it also sucks feeling like I hope because everyone's dealing with their own shit, you know, like I hope I wasn't triggering or unhelpful to other people as they were dealing with their own shit. And I also like don't want people who are still in the midst of various levels of different life things. So like me being anti everything now um, is like cut, like cutting off from that. Cause what was that Kira Knightley quote? you're talking about the other day? Yeah, I listened to this podcast called Diet Starts Tomorrow. I highly recommend it from the Bitches Media account. And basically, they've been on a very, very similar journey to Courtney and I's where they've had a podcast for about two years. And the first real like year and a half was like up and down of like, we don't like where we're heading in life, but we don't know what to do with it. We're going to try to figure it out. We're doing this. We're doing that. Nothing's working. Um, and then really coming around to intuitive eating and de- exercising, which is where they're at mm-hmm. now. But they were talking about a Kira Knightley quote that Insom basically just says, like, we empathize with the people who are affected by this because it's truly everybody and the bone we have to pick is truly with the system which is diet culture and fat phobia and the patriarchy yeah and that's honest like that like feeling of being like against a the patriarchy i'm like always ready to throw up in arms against any sort of suppressive system but that kind of keeps me going in a way because I'm now petty against all of the like old white men who were making dollars off of my sadness and my insecurities and now my way of knocking them down a peg is by doing whatever the fuck I want and not giving them any more money and not buying into their like gaslighting lies. It's funny how that piece of like control or I don't know need to fit in or something has yeah now been replaced with like trying to like burn down a whole system (laughs) yeah I think like the main kind of point that we're talking about is something that was really tough for us was like avoiding events or like avoiding living our lives um, because we were so involved with dieting that it started to to take over our life but I also just like want to talk about like or I feel like a lot of people think that that means that we're like anti-health or I don't know don't consider those factors too and so I just want to talk a little bit about like I realized like I actually really like exercising which is I hated my entire life but it's because I would go to the gym for like an hour I dread it every single day because I felt shitty about myself. I felt out of shape. I was comparing myself to others, which sometimes still happens. And then I would show up and like have to literally like hurt myself because I was like going so hard. Mm -hmm. 
after I don't enjoy this, I'm like pushing myself to like the extreme. And nowadays I listen to my body. I choose activities that I really like to engage in. And there are days where I don't feel like, like I do a modified position or whatever. And those days happen and I don't think twice about it. Um, I just really like listen to what I need in that moment. But it's just so funny how you think you could hate something your entire life, but it's just really kind of the way that I was doing it before. I feel similarly with the same like vibe, but different because I like I lost my love of exercise for a while because like I come from a like competitive like athletics background. Um, and so like exercise and like training and things were always something you like did to get better at your sport. Um, and it was always about like performance and like tracking things to like measure your success in, in that, like feel like in your sport. And then it switched when I stopped competing and I stopped like being an actual athlete and I, started seeing exercise as like a thing to do to keep the body I had when I was a high performance athlete at like the ripe age of 17 like you flash sweetheart you're not gonna look like that <laughs> you know like um and so it was like kind of coming to terms with like what it meant like how to get that love back of just moving my body and like being competitive with myself without it being about like looks because that felt so weird and and different to me um but like I do love exercise like I wept the other day in my spin class because the instructor was just like getting really into like your like mind body connection and the room was dark and I was also PMSing so that probably was more to do with it and I was just like crying from like happiness and exhaustion and like that connection and I was like this is why I come to the gym. It's not, it's nothing to do with like what jeans I can fit into. It never has been. Why were you lying to yourself about that? You know, like go with Tori and lie on those weird reformer <laughs> contraptions and like have fun with it, you know, like, yeah. And get, get better for yourself because it feels good and it makes me less stressed and it gives me some time to myself and like exercise for me has always been like when I feel that I am meditating and when I feel at peace and I took what away from myself and you got to get back. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yesterday, Courtney and I went to the like Pilates on reformer machines. Yeah. I don't know. I just love trying these new things and finding like supportive communities and yeah, it was just like so much fun. Like I actually and like today we went on a fucking bike ride. <laughs> like now you can ride a bike. Yes. Good for you. I know. It's just so funny when we take away this this stress and I don't know, it was always such like a punishment, like to make up for something, to wear something off that I did the night before. And I, on my personal Twitter, not my, it's my private account, not my RT mm-hmm. account, but I do a series of like what I'm eating while I walk to the gym. And this is probably, I don't know if this is funny or not, but like, it's just so funny. Like I'll be eating like chocolate covered almonds, a bagel, like, like a cookie. Yeah. That's just the way it is in my world. And, and it's the way the cookie crumbles. 
Yes, true. I'm currently snack well, I stopped because I don't want to crunch over a cord, but I have these little coconut cookies just waiting because who knows how long we're gonna chit chat and I don't want to be starving to supper. <laughs> I know. I've been snacking on some rice checks. Love it. So I really wanted to talk about the lies that we used to say to ourselves and other people because some of them are just so fucking funny. Courtney, what are some lies that, yeah, like diet culture told us? So the first one I can think of is our fucking bananas. Tori and I, when we worked in the same office, used to like in our calendars put in a 10 o'clock banana time because our like fucking egg white, well, not for you because you're allergic, but like our like low cow, half an eggo, like we were hungry at 10 because we hadn't, eaten enough food and we're like oh bananas are a filling but delicious treat and we used to sit in each other's offices and like fucking slam down a banana that we don't and we'd be like taking a bite going like like just gagging can I gag on your podcast (laughs) feel free to edit that out (laughs) leaving that in and then our friend would put a sticker in our agenda if we finished our banana in an appropriate time period because there'd be times where like I'd start my banana at 10 and we'd be walking home from work at 4.30 and I would still be trying to choke down this banana. Who the hell were we? Why would I didn't clue in of like, I don't like this food. Eat something else. I know. I fucking hate bananas so much. I haven't eaten a banana, like a peeled banana since then. So since last May, because I fucking hate them. Like I like bananas in smoothies. I like them over cereal and like. Yeah. In a, in a baked good. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were getting ready to move the spring. Um, and my partner made me clear out our, well, he shouldn't say made me. He highly encouraged that we start clearing out our freezer to move. And half of it was just bananas because I would buy them and they would go brown and I'd chuck them in the freezer. So for like. March to June, I think once a week, I was making some banana based baked good just to get rid of them. And finally, Lana was like, uh, no more banana bread, please. Let's see what else you have in your repertoire. And I was like, cool, it's a banana muffin. <laughs> yeah. Other thing I think about is that rice cakes are like an acceptable thing to eat. They like, about the original no flavored because like dare you eat some salt (laughs) I used to put a cheese stick on um, because I didn't trust myself buying a block of cheese and cutting a slice I needed a pre-portioned piece of cheese and when I moved I was cleaning out my pantry and and I was like oh I'll bring along these rice cakes like I'll eat them for sure Mm-mm. I just got rid of them like a month ago. It's like I clearly didn't like them if they've been sitting around the house for like over a month. Yeah. We have like a little um, in my newly organized fridge, we have like a little container of apple sauces that I would also convince myself that I liked to eat. Um, and now they're in there for just like the various toddlers that come through these doors as a snack. But I'm like, uh-uh, these are, I'm never going to eat them. No, so I can't throw them away. It feels like a waste, but I don't like it. All the powered people who do. Um, there's some applesauce in my house if you want to come back for a snack. <laughs> applesauce I eat like twice a year when my mom makes it with pork. Yeah, it's great marinade on a 
on a piece of pork. Honestly, the, I think the worst thing that I lied to myself about was conjac noodles. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. And I don't mm. even know what they are, but they're some substitute for pasta because I didn't allow myself to eat that, that it was this wet worms it looks like when I was in Spain they like literally eat like (laughs) small eels Mm -hmm. they looked like that but those were good but it I think it was like it's either like rice or like seaweed or something like that but it's this disgusting slimy like brain matter that you're supposed to sub for noodles and it was just like so disgusting I think that that was actually like the one that I was like okay I physically can't eat this (laughs) no so bad yeah well even just like telling myself that like every day I need the same amount of food and the same amount of exercise I have it there's a new saying that in my house my house is like me and my spouse and my cat we're like we just have hungry days and it's like we've kind of adapted that term because just like normalizing that like some days I gotta like eat a lot and that's okay right like I'm gonna have two helpings of supper and I need it you know I'm gonna eat seven I was gonna say bananas because it's like on a piece of paper in front of me <laughs> you know like it's okay you have a hungry day you move on the next day you may not be as hungry that's also okay too Another thing for me is like, especially with the holidays around, it's like if you overindulge on Thanksgiving dinner, like you still deserve food the next day. Yeah. You don't have to like account for it. Mm-mm. The last kind of lie that I told myself was that the protein powder pancakes <laughs> that we used to eat. <laughs> remember? <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yeah, I do. But do you remember when we had Courtney and I hosted a brunch? And we do you remember this? We made delicious pancakes and bacon and syrup for everybody. And then on the low, we had a hidden second, second like griddle. And we made yeah. protein pancakes, turkey bacon. And maple syrup that was made of, like, Concord grapes. (laughs) No. I will say I love turkey bacon because I'm also trying to, like, take pork a little bit out of my diet. Um, Turkey bacon is delicious because there are some things that, like, I did discover some some yummy foods moving through. Um, We'll always make a cocoa loaf, those, like, little, like, oatmeal banana things they made, coined by our our liquid pal. But it's even just, like, thinking of that, like, the extra time we took to like make a second brunch, yeah. I could have, I could have been asleep. <laughs> Made a full second brunch and like refused to eat any of the other stuff and just ate our own things. It was so weird. That was that's really dark. Yeah, like I, that's time I could have been on TikTok. TikTok didn't ex- like exist back then, but like maybe it would have if we would have had more brain power. Yeah. you know. <laughs> Maybe it would have been invented sooner if everyone around us was thinking less about making sneaky, gross pancakes. <laughs> no, and that was like, that was the era where I also would like bake with that protein pancake mix and stuff like that. And like, I felt like I actually feel so guilty that I would bring to potlucks just these fucked up 
like like I'd be like, oh guys, I've got dessert. <laughs> I would bring. Why would you buy this like a b- brand blueberry muffin? That should have been a wake up call as well. That was not dessert. <laughs> You're delicious, but like that's a breakfast food. <laughs> I brought um pumpkin cookies that were made with this protein pancake mix and had non-sugar chocolate chips in them. That was also a low. And I cannot believe, like, I'm actually like, so ashamed that I'd be like, guys, I've got dessert. And then I'd roll up with something that included bran. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, bran, sometimes I need to eat a little bit of extra bran in, in my day. But like, no, Courtney, Courtney, you don't need to have, you don't need to eat a bowl of bran for your, for your dessert on like a special fun meal. I think another thing that I've done that's like really, really helped me as we kind of kind of maybe move into what has helped us if other people are interested in like learning more about this is just on Instagram and TikTok, just following people. I talked a little bit about this on the Lisa Rance podcast, but following Mm. people that make me feel good, that look like me, people that live in larger bodies. Mm-hmm. It's just been so helpful to get out of that like comparative headspace and yeah, like if it like I know I'm not reducing my social media consumption. <laughs> like, no, I yeah, I, I should reduce my social media consumption. Yeah. But that's another another problem that'll tackle later. But yeah, so yeah, that's twenty twenty two Tori's problem. Yeah, that's a post pandemic thing. Yeah. But yeah, I found that that's been really helpful is just, yeah, following accounts that make me feel good. Uh, I've read a lot of books. Like I mentioned, the anti-diet book with Christy Harrison, The Fuck It mm-hmm. by Carolyn Dooner. She's also very funny on Twitter and Insta. She's very funny. She has a podcast. She's on Twitter and Instagram. Highly recommend to follow. Talked about Diet Starts Tomorrow. The the biggie, I think, which is kind of like the two people that kind of are the foundation of this movement is the Intuitive Eating Book by Evelyn Tribble and Elise Resk. <laughs> We're probably stumbling over names. We apologize. <laughs> Apologies in advance. Um, I think that this might become a bit on RTBP, but it's like I cannot pronounce anybody's names worth shit. Sorry, I'll try better. Yeah, I mean, we're doing it equally across the board, so it's inclusive. (laughs) What are some other resources or things that you've done to help you kind of move into this like anti-diet space? Um, I think for my like self as well, it's also like making the connection of like the anti-diet movement to also the like anti-oppression movement and just like recognizing the ties that, those have and that like white ladies are already taking over a lot of like microphone time kind of around this we say is two white ladies taking over a lot of microphone time talking about our personal journeys Mm -hmm. um but I started to do some research as well um kind of early in the year like around there's a book called Fearing the Black Body by Sabrina Springs that kind of helped make that connection and then from there is like a whole rabbit hole kind of Viral as well, which is like acknowledging that you're looking at diverse voices while you're like going through this journey, or like telling myself to like make sure I'm looking at it 
through diverse lenses and like seeing where this culture came from and like how I'm adding to it and like where it actually means. It It is definitely in this space. Yeah, it is definitely predominantly white women. If people like hearing more about these topics, I'm help, happy to dive into them further. But yeah, I just, sometimes I look back and laugh. Sometimes I look back and cry and each day is different, but it's been good embracing it. It's been a lot of, yeah, I think positive growth. Yeah. And I, I've learned a lot about myself during it. Yeah. And I've also like for myself, like my overall goal isn't about being so in love with my body and whatever that it's all I ever think about. Like I don't want a pendulum swing to the other side. I don't think that's where at least this journey is taking me. It's more about like giving so few fucks about what I look like and what I'm doing to an extent. Like obviously I'm still going to put on makeup and occasionally wear clothes, but that like I'm giving so few fucks about the image I'm putting on into the world that I'm able to go out and do all of the other more important life shit um, that we're actually like supposed to be doing. And that like my energy is going that way rather than like internally and being so self-obsessed that I'm awful and boring to be around and then awful and boring like to myself as well. Totally. Anything else you want to add to wrap up the podcast? Uh, cut out bananas from real life. Yeah, no one needs those to be honest. <laughs> Kidding. I like whatever you like. Well, thanks for chatting with me today about, yeah, kind of anti diet culture, a bit of the body positive movement, and yeah, kind of a reflection on our former selves. Um, I really hope people enjoyed it and yeah, let us know what you think. Cause I would, yeah, love to start a conversation. If the listeners want to hear more from you, Courtney, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. I am at Coco Northrup, N-O-R-T-H-R-U-P. Thank you so much for coming on today. Anytime. Happy to be here. And there you have it, my conversation with Courtney. I hope you maybe laughed once <laughs> or twice. Maybe threw all your bananas out. Uh, or learned something, obviously, that's important too. And if you're feeling low or sad at the end of this podcast, I just want to encourage you to do something for yourself. Some type of self-care practice I think I'm going to draw a long, hot bubble bath and maybe do some distracting online shopping and text uh, the people that I love in my life. But yeah, I hope that you do something to take care of yourself. If you liked what you hear, follow along with me on this journey at RTPP Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Join our listener Facebook group. And get ready for some more episodes to come. It's almost RTBP's second birthday. I cannot believe it. I hope that you are happy, healthy, and well. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.